Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast, the last race preview of the season. Tears running down Benji Nyson's face as usual. This show is supported by our show partner, Lacole. It's the Giro di Lombardia preview. It's a very, very difficult route. I think we'll have, I'll have the Parry Tour highlight video on my channel on Sunday. This is actually on Saturday. It's uh, one of the only monuments I think they have, not on a Sunday. And then we'll have a recap after this, of course. But the profile of this race, it's. Uh, it's really, really hard. As I said, there's no Civilio San Fermo combo at the end where you might remember uh, Civilio often attacks from Molima, uh, Pino against Nibali. Nibali. I was getting to Nibali. It's my biggest video ever, Benji, is the Nibali descent off there. My best video ever made. Anyway, this year, though, not in it. If you're going from Como to Bergamo, I'm actually uh, quite familiar with this region uh, myself. You're watching there, right? Nah, hiking. Well, actually, no, yeah. It was more like uh, I was looking at I, like the, the Ibex and like deer and things. There. Anyway, 240 k's long, hard climbs, 4,700 meters climbing. We have uh, the Roca, what is it called? Roncola Alta is like 9 k's at 6%. Uh, a, they have the Madonna del Ghisalo, of course, at the start, but I don't think that'll be too selective, maybe for the break to form. But the harder climbs in the last third, they have 11 k's, 6%, then into 10 k's, 3.5%, uh, which is a fake news climb, the Zambla Alta. The last 3 k's are at 7%. And then they have the Paso di Ganda, which is 9K, 7% descent, then a flat section, then a short little punchy climb of 1,300 meters, 7%, which is a crest, I think, like 3Ks from the finish in Bergamo. It's, I don't know, it's just really, really hard, Benji. Who do you think this favors? No, don't say any names, but what sort of rider? It's not even, it's not, it's the opposite spectrum to like the Flesh Valone races and it's Liège on, on crack to me. Well, it depends because I do think that certain riders who are decent at Fledgewell and could also do quite well here. I am looking at a rider that can get over the longer climbs, like a 10-kilometer climb, and we've got quite a few riders that fit in that category. Perhaps riders that want to go early because this reminds me of the kind of stage you had in uh, Itzulia, the stage where Roglic went early with that Astana coup because you've got so many of these climbs following each other up that there's not that much of a gap in between to try and regroup so if someone goes early then it might be in their favor as a consequence but going too early might be a uh, plainly just cutting your own legs off because that's also not going to get you anywhere i think so for example like you said that madonna del Gisalo, i think that's not very effective or won't do anything in this race that was the climb that was part of the uh last edition uh, it was the beginning of the uh larger climb of the day in Lombardia 2020 where you had the uh, Muro di Sormano just after it so that Sormano descent where Remco fell is not in this parkour but I've asked around and there are quite some technical descents in this parkour so he's uh, not 
really happy about the descents yet, I think, <laughs> knowing uh, the technicality of them. But like, in all honesty, we know the kind of riders that are favorites for this race based on the Italian classics we just had. We had uh, Coppa Bernocchi, we had Milano Torino, we had, what was the other one? Giro di Emilia. Yeah, pretty important one, you know. But uh, who are the riders that you see as the favorites for this parkour? Roglic, obviously, favorite. He won it. There's no betting odds, by the way, so we'll just set our own book here. But there's no um, <laughs> Giro dell'Emilia dominant. Uh, I watched that. Me, Benji, and probably everyone that's degenerate enough to listen to this, probably the only people that watch that outside of Italy. Uh, fantastic race on Saturday. I'd strongly recommend finding a way, VPN to Italy or whatever, to watch it. Outstanding. He won that uh, nuclear launch in the last countering Remco in, in the final there, which was a... It's sort of Imola style course that last circuit, not as long climbs as we have on the weekend. Then Torino longer climb, the, the Superga, the Basilica de Su, the Superga climb up to that. I love it. Four uh, Ks, nine nine percent. Although I didn't watch today, seventeen minute climb and Roglic one again. Although numbers and other riders were able to put him under pressure. Uh, Coppa Bernocchi not really relevant for me except to show that Remco is still in good condition. He won with an seen solo there again i think um i think it suits the pure like the climbers benji like the riders we see in that do well in the hardest grand tour stages i think Maida, padun haig lander uh, on the assumption they were all in good form i'd like i'd like ben o'connor pagacha dan martin uh, even more so maybe than, oh, no, Mike Woods climbing has improved, Simon Yates, Adam Yates, etc. But Roglic has to be the favourite because he can win this in three ways. He can, no risk, no glory, the final uh, <laughs> uh, Paso de Ganda descent, and then he's good enough to TT in the valley and, you know, it's a one-day race, so it actually makes sense to go on the descent if you can. He can attack on that 1,300-metre 7% climb because his punch is obscene, and he can win the sprint although it's a sort of downhill finish. So he can win in three different ways. Uh, and it, Or he could just nuke people on that 9K climb, Benji, four different ways. So that's why he's my favorite and a, a pretty short one at that. What do you see? Uh, do you agree with that? Or do you see Adam Yates or someone else or De Koenig or Avonapol? I think betting-wise, he should be the favorite based on the races we've had so far. But I think there are ways to try and, uh, well, put him in a difficult situation. And I think De Koenig will play a big role in that. We know that... Pogacar is obviously at a strong team at UAE, but if we're looking at the Koenig, they have Alaphilippe, Almeida, Evenepoel, Von Sevenant, Bajoli, Cataneo, and Devenains. Devenains was really strong as a domestique in uh, Milano-Torino, um, and he was doing that for Alaphilippe and, uh, who was it, Cataneo as well, and also for Almeida. And we've seen those three riders over the last couple of days now, and we saw Evenepoel and Bernocchi. Now, I've noticed that also in Emilia, Evenepoel was defaulting to be the rider that bases up every climb to try and put pressure on the likes of Roglic to have Almeida sprint at the end of that race, Giro dell'Emilia, for example. That was a notable thing that we saw in the race. And it seems like Remco just always paces if he's in a group that is at the front of the race, even if it doesn't favor him at this point. So I think that will happen again. And I think that he will attack earlier than the other riders in his team, for example. I feel like Alaphilippe was a bit weaker than I expected in Milano-Torino. He was dropping uh, early on on the last Superga climb. And therefore, I don't see him beating Roglic on this parkour unless it's a very, very slow race. And I, I just don't it. see that happening. Not at all. And therefore, that's, 
out of the cards for me. Almeida seems to be the strongest climber on that squad at the moment. But the question is, is he... Well, how are they going to play it? Because they have so many leaders now. Cataneo was strong as well, but also fell into a domestique role on the Superga climb in Milano-Torino. So for me, it's Almeida or Evenepoel, the leadership at the Koenig. And if I look at that, there is one thing you can do. Evenepoel early and Almeida on the last climb, just like I would have played Giro dell'Emilia. Which last climb? The punchy one or the proper long last climb? Uh, well, I would play Almeida defensively while I'd be offensive with yeah. Remco. And, and Joao can win sure. a sprint too. Against sorry? Non- Almeida can win a sprint against non-Roglic's yeah. too. Yeah, that's true. Uh, even a bull cannot do that. We've seen that quite a few <laughs> times. That his sprint is not too extremely good. But then the question is, how early can he go? He can't go on uh, Madonna del Gizalo because that's like 20k into the race. He uh, could go with 150k to go. I don't see that happening. I expect him to go on the, uh, what's it called? Dosena? I can't see it. It's too zoomed, zoomed out for me. Help me <laughs> out. The third last climb. Oh, Dosena. I see a little. I see it in that little the rolling ridge line after that, Benji. Okay. I think when it's thinned out a bit, they'll try and get rid of the Umbo Visma domestiques, which Quickstep should be able to do. And Devin then and I think, Scatanel, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then I think that's the perfect place, sort of rolling terrain for Avonapol to attack and then build it up and then force Roglic into a difficult situation or Ineos to to chase him. And then you've got sort of a not-so-steep climb. He's, but then he's going to have to do a descent, a long descent, full on his own. But I think that's a good place early. I think you want to open it up early. If, you, if you're entering the last 5Ks or 10Ks of race with Roglic, big problems for yourself, yeah. uh, generally speaking, unless there's... It's flat and you can attack him. Unless you have um, multiple people. Almeida and Remco then can true. try and attack left and right. But yeah, that's the only possibility I see that they are still there at that point, you know? No Adam Yates, Benji, Giro dell'Emilia, just Almeida and Avenipol with Rolic. I think De Koenig win in Emilia. I, th- I think uh, unless Rolic is even better than he, I mean, he was outstanding in the finish, but... Yeah, you can work him over, which is what Quickstep nearly did to good effect. The group was just too big. The Bahrain team, I just, I'm just, i not sure that's confirmed. Uh, that start list here, we're just going off what I've tried to compare first cycling and PCS. They got Haig down there. Not sure Not sure that start list is confirmed. I expect with Trago and Williams. What about Stephen Williams as a big dark horse, Benji? Um, after that Croatia race win, he slapped... Um, Simon Yates actually, and that had well, yeah, like a but, few different, cl- few decent climbs in it. <laughs> Simon Yates wasn't riding at a, a very high level in my eyes, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> he also got beaten in GC then by Mick van Dijk and Marcus Holgaard, who gained a bit of time on a different stage. But in all honesty, <laughs> it's not a great performance by uh, Simon Yates uh, in this race in my eyes, and therefore I wouldn't rate Stephen Williams as high as. We are Pogacar. looking at uh, a Pogacar and Roglic. <laughs> to be honest, I don't think that Pogacar is at the level that he needs to be to easily win this race. No. And we've seen it quite a few times now on Giro dell'Emilia. We didn't see him, like, at all. Then in Bernocchi, was he there? I don't remember. But I remember that he was in that other race that they rode just the day before Torino. Which bloody race was that? Trevali Varesine. Yeah. And he was able to go into the attack quite a few times, went early together with Formula in the group. And then they made some tactical mistakes in my eyes where they tried to play on the Formula card while they had the strongest riders in the second group. And therefore they lost that race. But he did spend a lot of energy, but a top level Pogacar wins that race without having to uh, yeah, be in that situation in my eyes. So 
today. Um, well, as we are recording, we just watched Milano Torino, just to be clear. So uh, we saw that Pogacar's climbing there was also not on the level of Roglic. He was being dropped roughly uh, at the same level as Almeida was. And Adam Yates was one of the strongest climbers in that race. And so was Roglic, of course, because he ended up winning that race. So I don't think he's on the level to beat Roglic and Almeida. So he would need to do it early as well. And I don't know, if you look at that team, it's... On paper, it's a godlike team. Pogacar, Formula Hirschi, this is an unconfirmed team, if I recall correctly. Micah. Um, Micah, McNulty, Ulisi, and Juan Ayuso. Now, if I look at this team, I'm like, Ayuso, I'm super hyped about that. <laughs> I want to see what that does. But um, for the rest, Mark Hirschi was not as strong as I hoped for in Milano Torino either. This parkour is even harder. So I don't have much confidence in him being able to bring this home for that team as well. It's all in Pogacar, I think. And Micah was throwing Milano Torino, but he's still a domestique, you know? So, I don't know. I think that Pogacar will have a hard time winning this race unless it comes down to an actual sprint against Roglic at the end, and then he might have a chance. I'm convinced the UAE team got absolutely pissed on the Friday night before Giro dell'Emilia. You look at that parkour, one rider didn't DNF. And he or she DNFs on that parkour, which is literally designed. Even if he's saying he's not as good as last year, he's still top 10 in the Asia this year. I'm convinced they went out on the town the night before and they're just slowly working back in uh, this week. <laughs> the results getting a little bit better as they wear it off. Uh, Pagacha better today. I, I want to go to Ineos, Benji, Yates, Castroviejo, Dunbar, Gagenhart, Sebastian Anel, Gianni Moscon, Pavel Sivakov. Yates is, I think, their clear leader. Dunbar's often been good in one-day races as a, dom- as a domestique in Italy. But it's all on Yates. Like, I think w- when Roglic is this good, you really need to have a chance, the quick step, one, two options. And Gagenhart's just not that this year. Yeah, today um, as well. In, to- yeah. in, Torone, in Torone, that's a new city. <laughs> in, uh, in Torino, he also wasn't uh, at the level necessary to do uh, great stuff there because he was dropping at the... Uh, was it the bottom of the first Superga climb? So when that is happening, you know that it's likely not going to happen on Lombardia for him. Sivakov was quite strong, but Adam Yates was by far the strongest rider on that team and the only one that could remotely uh, compete. And I think he can compete, but he's got the disadvantage that he doesn't have the uh, kick that Roglic does have. And if it ends up becoming them going to the line, then my money's on Roglic either way on that hill or on the sprint itself, stuff like that. So... It's unlikely that Adam Yates gets into a situation to win unless it's a situation where he can ride away from a group and the others look at each other a bit. But the climb is too far from the finish line for that to happen for me. I don't think so. I think oh. I think I think if he's on if he's on nuclear mode he can hold it. But the problem is I just don't think he's gonna have a uh, he's a great one-day race, Adam Yates. He's, I think he's the only guy that could solo away from Yates and, and from, sorry, Roglic and Pagaccio on that climb and stay away. But it's, yeah, as Ben said, it is far and I'm not sure he's even good enough to do that, to be honest. I think, yeah, and, and will his team, Benji, like will he even have the team? Because you, you can't pace the whole climb. Will these guys be still there on that last climb to pace? And looking at Jumbo Visma, it's, again, I'm not trusting the start list. He doesn't have one day coos on it, and one day coos was good at Emilia. He uh, his first one day race in ages. He actually did pretty well. I think this is if he was going to be good at a one day race, Benji. This is like the the stages that coos wins in uh, 
in Grand Tours. They've got Roglic, Bennett, Bowman, maybe not Bowman, Kreuzweig, Ullmann, Vingegaard, and I'm, I'm assuming Koos. Vingegaard was okay at Amelia, game 12th. What do you think their strategy is, Benji? Do you think if you're Roglic, you look at that, the Koenig team, it can't be to wait till a finish. I think that's way too defensive and risky and other teams are going to just try and work you over. And I think Emilia, it was kind of fortunate it played out that way. And it nearly, as you said, didn't play out perfectly for him at Torino today. So you, do you think he will be going on the attack earlier? Oh, I don't know. That's a very good question. If you look at a team, I think Vingegaard is the best uh, domestique for him. Vingegaard, sorry. Uh, my excuses. I, uh, it's been a while since we had to say that name in this podcast since uh, the Tour de France. But I think he's the uh, second best rider on the team there. And I don't expect Gus to play the biggest role in this race, personally. I um, don't have the confidence in his form at the moment. As simple as that. I'm kind of surprised to not see George Bennett there. But I uh, recall Torino being the last race that he rides together with his, uh, with his lads in that team. So that's a bit surprising. Um, so yeah, ah, Vingegaard will stay on for quite long. I think he was also one of the last riders in Emilia and actually played a, a pretty solid True, role in the group yeah. to try and work things over and attack left and right. So I am not that bearish on the performances of, uh, your boy Vingegaard here, but I, hmm, You're like, right. I, I don't know what strategy they could do. What do you think? Emilia is a good example. And I, when I asked, oh, well, could Almeida and Avonpol have worked over it? Roglic isolated Emilia. I forgot Jonas was the guy neutralizing the counterattacks a lot before that final cir- climb of that circuit. So, yeah, Jonas will be very, very important for Roglic. He can't be... He can't be closing down attacks with 60Ks to go to the finish. Sorry, the child outside having a tantrum, which you might be able to hear. Um, just go shout at it. But yeah, Roglic is the favourite, and I think uh, he's probably still my pick for the race. Israel startup nation, though, Benji. Demarkey just won at uh, what race did he win? Trevor Varacine. Dan Martin's good, obviously good at Lombardia in Italy, and these sort of parkour. Ben Herman's, Nealon's, Mike Woods. They're all outstanding riders on this parkour, but the, how would you use them? Because Woods descending, not great. I don't see him going from long. I think he's good in a punchy finish. Would you be surprised to see Martin in the group of five at the on the last major climb? I um, Well, on the climb, he might still be there if the descents before that have not been ridden crazily, but I just don't trust his descending on that... Uh, on that second last climb and that long descent will likely have an influence in his position. Same with Woods, but Woods is uh, is not a great descender, that's for certain, but we've also had moments where he is able to stay with the group. So if he can stay with the group, then he can stay with the group. But his climbing today wasn't good enough to stay with Roglic and Yates and so forth. But the question then is, well, is that going to happen on that race on Lombardia? Because it's still a way to go after that big climb or they're going to save a bit of energy and not go all out on that climb and therefore woods might be able to stick on at the back for a bit i am not 100 sure i trust this man i uh i'm more looking at the uh intense qualities of chris Froome on this parkour obviously before we round out some of the last names we need to watch i just mentioned our show partner lacole who produced performance cycling apparel obviously their mclaren project aero kit just broke the women's 
world hour record with Joss Loudon last week. But if you want to check out any of their kit coming into winter, check it out at www.lacole.cc. The link in the description down below for Lacole's performance cycling apparel. Names I'm surprised if they're not there, Benji. Ben O'Connor, I think this is perfect for him. He's good in... Uh, Stages that have long climbs but do not finish on a climb, aka non-mountaintop finishes. That's where he's been successful often, uh, except for the stage he won uh, to Tinia, I think, in the Tour de France. Vlasov, not the level that he certainly was in the Italian Classics last year in his one of his last races for Astana. But your boy Benji, we've been kind of—I've been kind of mean to him all year. Nibali is back. Cecilia, ah. good, good watts per kilo. Where's he attacking? Which descent is Nibli attacking on this weekend? I think that he's going to stay on to the uh, group until that bigger kilometer day, the third last climb, and he's going to get dropped there. And uh, that's oh, going to be the Benji. end of Vincenzo Nibli on the uh, Lombardia oh. parkour. I do not have confidence in his climbing, despite in Cecilia him being good enough to drop the likes of, uh, well, who was it again? Was it uh, a Kovi uphill? So Kovi's a decent though. climber, but, well, nah. I don't believe in it. <laughs> like in in Italian press, he's already being named as a new favorite for next year's Giro as a consequence of winning Giro di Sicilia. So, I don't know, man. Like I would have loved to see Nibali win this Lombardia, but there has to happen. <laughs> like some weird stuff has to happen for that to, to uh, occur on that race. And I'm afraid the shark is going to drown on a climb, and therefore won't be able to put some pressure on the likes of Remco in the descent afterwards. Unless he goes really early and attacks really early, that's the only way he might be able to uh, get into uh, an elite group at a certain point. But I don't have confidence, and I'm sorry, Nibali fans and myself, but I just don't see it this time around. So, you know. Pino's back, yeah, Pino. Is he been doing all right? <laughs> he DNF'd uh, Torino. I don't know what happened there. I haven't seen right. him, but he was decent at Bernocchi. He was in the group with... Even yeah. a pool and even a pool rode it or rode away on the uh, flatter section, so it's very hard to judge what would what would have happened if uh, even a pool tried on the uphill. So um, yeah, he was able to follow the uh, move with Pino there, but then again, so did Antonio Pupio of Quebec. So I'm not so certain that's a, a big highlight, but nonetheless, big experience in this race. One Lombardian in 2018, and uh, it's a different parkour, though, right? Because like. It's We're so comparing different. it to previous Lombardias, but it's going to be written differently because we had to say Viglio to wait for uh, on many occasions. Last year, they didn't do it because uh, they decided to uh, go mad early with the Koenig going ham on Madonna del Ghisallo and uh, Muro di Sermano. But this time around, I just see the same happening. I think the Koenig with Dave and Ains will try and launch Evenepoel again on that uh, third last climb. And the Donessa or Dosena, I forgot it again. I can't read it because it's upside down now. But um, the third last clown of the day, that's where I see it opening up myself. But do you see it that the same way or do you think it's going to be later in the race? I think it's going to be earlier. I mean, the Chevilio is, what is it, an eight-minute effort? Eight, nine-minute effort? These climbs are much longer than that. Maybe I'm underestimating it. Um and I just see Yumbo Visma or Ineos like, and Quickstep have to make it hard. And I think Avonapol has to go early. That's how he wins. They have the team to set it up early. They're not going to wait to 
like quick steps game plan is not going to be let's just bring a group of 30 to the finish and hope Joao wins the sprint like come on it's not going to be their plan yeah but you're saying earlier but i'm talking about attacking with 100k to go yes how early do you think it's going to happen <laughs> uh, let me let me tilt my head sideways um <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me to see quick step uh trying on the on the Berbeno climb although maybe showing a domestique up the road or bridging to a break that might being like if there's a weak pro conti break that's being caught at that point benji and it is not a strong early break then maybe quick step and other teams and ineos try and send riders up the road that's an that, road. that seems like a rider that when you bridge to him he would uh be an engine to pull you're right yeah so um that's something i would notice but like yeah i think that's a strategy i think the kerning will be the one opening up the race that's how i see it yeah and um then the others will try and follow. I think Pogacar will respond to Remco. I think Roglic will have learned that Remco is a guy to follow. The question is, is he going to respond himself or will he uh, use Vingegaard to try and counter that and stay with Almeida or stuff like that? I think he's going to counter himself as well, you know? I'm keen to see how Patrick Conrad goes. He's probably not in his Tour de France form, but he won a stage in the Tour that had a lot of 20 to 25-minute climbs and just was really strong across 70 kilometers being chased by a group with David Godu, who's also here, I believe, for FDJ. Bora's team, you know, Shackman Bizarrely at, at Paris-Roubaix is now here for Lombardia, the race, again, that he can't win because it's too hard for him, like the Olympics, and he missed the races he could have won, like Baranocchi or Trevalivarasin or Giro de l'Emilia. But anyway, he's here with uh, Groschart and Fabro, Aliotti, Buchmann, Schelling, allegedly powerless. I'm keen to see, like, for EF Education Nippo, he, like, he won Classic of San Sebastian, which is probably the most comparable one-day race we've had recently. And he was very, very strong there. That was a San Sebastian's boat. overrated. Overrated? I'm yeah. just saying it's got, you know, it's got a 4K 10.5% climb in it, yeah. preceded by the Hayusca Bell. The thing is, he's, he's in good form, but that was it on, on a flatter course at Worlds. But yeah, who do you think from EF will be performing the best? I've got Paulus. I think I'm going to go with Higita based on his performances in Trivale Varzine, where he was also in the uh, second group together with Pogacar. So he can't be in terrible form. And he had a run working for him at a certain point in the race. So I don't think Iran's going to be the man to uh, do it for the team there. I think we've skipped one name that perhaps could do well, and it's Molema, because Molema and Lombardia kind of fits, doesn't it? The question is, can you follow on the last climb? Today, he was uh, not able to follow because he was in the second peloton, called up by the echelon. And um, well, as a consequence, he had to bridge over. He was able to bridge over, but then faded because he spent too much energy bridging over. So I don't see it. I, I um, see. well, I didn't see it last time he won. So <laughs> yeah, but it's he did a good Chavilio time, I think. But yeah, yeah I think. DSM, again, big caveat. If these guys are on their Vuelta form, would love it. Stora, Stora was really good in Torino. Uh, same story. He was oh, able was to bridge he? over um, from second peloton to the first one, okay. but then faded because he had to bridge over in the same way that Molema did, to be honest. But we were strong enough to be noticeable and notable for Lombardia. Again, not the, not a man you want to let in a break, or even Chris Hamilton or, or Benoit, to be honest. Movistar, Valverde is not on the list, but Valverde, pretty sure, said he was coming back from his injury to do Lombardia. Otherwise, no Miguel Angel Lopez, obviously, because 
he doesn't have a contract with Movistar anymore, which is a shame. I think he, I remember he did well at Torino or might have even won Milano Torino once. So I would yeah. have liked to see him at the classics here. And I think this course, so much climbing would have been very, very nice for Miguel Angel Lopez uh, to assist or even go for the win. Quintana's looked actually quite good for Arkea Samzik. Miguel Eduardo Flores on that team's kind of not developing the way people wanted. Uh, any other big long shots, Benji, like, uh, oh, they haven't brought, D- is Dina not going nope. there for YOLO? So it's Fortunato's the man, right? Yeah, but um, I don't see it happening, mainly because he's good at climbing, obviously, but he doesn't have a finish. So yeah, he's potentially looking at a top 20, 25, but I don't expect too much more than that personally. Fetcher has been in great form, but he's always faded towards the end of races. The second that he's not in a position where he can compete for the victory, he seems to be the guy that drops through a bit and tries to save energy for coming days, and therefore his results don't shine the uh, performances that he actually performed. But we're skipping over Bora quite a bit with Shockman and uh, you mentioned Conrad, but do you expect something from like Buchman and Shockman? Because no. Shockman not the guy that like was hit by a, a bus or like a car or something? A car, Lombardia of course, once? last year. But I think the previous... I think the last year he got hit by a car that came onto the course at the end. But he, I just prefer him much, much more on the last year's parkour than this parkour. Yeah. I, I, I much prefer like Maida, Padun, Roglic, proper climbing guys on this parkour. No offense to Sharkman, but guys who can get over 25-minute climbs down at a good pace easily. Um, but yeah, what about Maida, Benji? I have no idea of his condition. He's not done any of the tune-up races. I barely believe he's doing this race. But if he is, and Padun's been training hard, I reckon Padun's the dark horse. Ah, he could implode. That's the question. He was uh, <laughs> imploding in the other race, European Conti champs. Um, also, been, when he was in the front in terrible group. form. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have the third stage of Pro Race, the race that Stephen Williams won. So it was a domestique for Stephen Williams. <laughs> but hey, he's an outsider, okay? Yeah. A real dark horse. <laughs> Tarame? Menkes? Is Menkes No back? fucking way. <laughs> Mate. Oh, Why not? He's good hurts? from that team at the race today because I swear there was like a guy from from that team that bridged over from the second peloton to the first peloton on the second uh to last superga it was tarame <laughs> yeah i get rain's in good form there's disrespect uh by exchange they got yace as their leader anyway i want to just ha- narrow in get benji's podium picks and um yeah what do you before i get that though benji lombardia is it suffering from Roubaix being so close to it? Why is it that I personally don't think there's as much hype for Lombardia as the other monuments? I think so as well, but I also never had that hype for Lombardia in the same way. And it's mainly for me that it's towards the end of the season and I started getting a bit oversaturated with cycling, which is, I know it's a, it's a heinous crime and something horrible <laughs> to say, but it happens sometimes and sometimes you need an off season. And because Lombardia is like one of the last races, I'm like, okay, it's kind of the end. So, yeah, it's it's let's enjoy it one last time. But usually, it's not the race that I'm like, oh, super hyped to get to watching. But I really enjoyed it last year. I think I'm gonna enjoy it this year. And I'm trying to avoid saying a pick because uh, I want to ask a question first. What do you know about Colbrelli? Because he's riding Piemonte tomorrow, uh, as in the day before Lombardia. 
Um, well, Which what is do a we flat, expect? Flatter finish, is he, I think. Is he gonna gonna do Lombardia or not? Because a lot of people are saying that he's uh, a guy that could do well at Lombardia, but he's never been on the start list and hasn't said anything about Lombardia all season. So, <laughs> if he competes, would you see him do well on this parkour? I I can't rule him out anymore. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, if 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 they're dumb enough to make it over the final climb with him, <laughs> then they got everything coming to them. Like the last three k's of that is like eight and a half. I think Roglic can beat Colbrelli in the sprint. Yeah, I mean, people were roasting me for saying Colbrelli's slow. I mean, yeah, I still think I still think he's not the fastest sprinter in in the world. He's just maybe doesn't lose as much of it. But yeah, I'm not sure. I would start him just as a threat, Benji, because honestly, is Padun really going to be? Better than Cole Brownlee in the shape Padun's in. Probably not. <laughs> and before Padun does a Dauphiné. <laughs> yeah, well, Jesus. I mean, no, I can see that coming. But yeah, that's... Yeah, my pick. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I still have to do that. My uh, winner for this race is at Emko Evenepoel. And he's going to do it very, very early. And I have no clue how he's going to drop Roglic. But hey, you fill in the blanks, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Roglic, Almeida, uh, Adam Yates. Aramburu's riding this race. No, he pulled out, didn't he? Didn't he DNF today? A different Aramburu, right? Oh. For Oiskelta. <laughs> the one you're not blocked by. He's named Joking. <laughs> not even Joking. Um, um, are we under any Pagacha? Uh, the last thing I think is I just want to be careful with there's Dauphiné Pagacha and then there's Tour de France Pagacha. And... But there's two days in between. And I know, that's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Uh, well, okay. But still, well, you can't rule him out for the victory. He can still win this race. Like, yeah. if they go together to the sprint, like a straight up sprint, I, f- I think Bogacar beats Roglic personally. Yeah, you get a nicely. But <laughs> if it's on the climb itself that Roglic goes all out, I think Bogacar's dropping. But does he have enough time to bridge it back in the valley afterwards? I doubt it. So, uh, yeah, it's all going to come down to uh, how the race is ridden and who responds to Evenpool's attack very early on. And what happens in that group that he gets away and if people miss that split or not, stuff like that can happen. I'm looking forward to experiencing it. So I uh, can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see also uh, Piemonte the day before. If you don't know uh, what that race is, the one where uh, I think Van der Poel almost won that last year, where he tried to follow the attack of George Bennett and then Bennett won in the end. Yep. Vaguely remember something like that. Easy so, finish uh, this year, I think. Perhaps some riders that do that also ride Piemonte, but I don't actually know because I haven't checked it. So uh that is a very curious question. Let me take a look swiftly. Coos is doing I, um, it and Colbrelli. So okay, it's it's quite a good style. It's got Hater with Pla- Lucas Luke Plapp. I think might be making his debut yeah. for Ineos. But yeah, I think Lombardia has a, a start list that really is something you should be watching. We have you know these big talents going up against each other in a one day race, a monument for maybe the first time, and you never know when it's the last. We're just missing, I think, Bernal is the big one missing uh, from this race. But when Remco Hausler. attacks, Hausler too. When Remco <laughs> attacks, maybe James Whelan respond. Remember Jonathan Vorder said that James Whelan has more power in at World Tour level than uh, Remco. It's just uh, based on Remco's RVV virtual performance last year. So we'll see how that plays out. I can't wait to see it. And uh, we'll see you with the recap afterwards. Ciao.